Hello, welcome to the Thursday, January 31st, 2019 edition of the Sandsonet Storm Center's Stormcast. My name is Johannes Ulrich, and today I'm recording from Jacksonville, Florida. Let's start out with browser updates. Today, Google released a new version for Google Chrome. Google Chrome 72 fixes a number of bugs, but also makes a couple of security relevant changes. First of all, this version of Google Chrome starts the deprecation of TLS 1.0 and 1.1. Most users won't see a difference yet. You'll only see warnings in the developer console, but starting early 2020, so about a year from now in Google Chrome 81, uh, Google TLS 1.0 and 1.1 will be removed all together. Right? This is likely going to be a problem is things like devices, like uh, web-based cameras and such, they may not support anything beyond, usually actually TLS 1.0. In those cases, you may actually be forced then to fall back to HTTP. Another change to TLS is that public key pinning will be removed and uh, that probably has less of an impact. Few sites have used it in the past. We used it uh, for a while for Internet Storm Center, but the reason it's being removed is that uh, people found it too complex to maintain these public key pinning headers and there was a real chance here of a denial of service and uh, a fairly nasty sort of persistent denial of service which is why browsers start removing this feature again. Another change is the way FTP is being dealt with in Chrome 72. Now, you'll still be able to see FTP directory listings, but if you download a file, it will just be downloaded. It will not be rendered inside the browser. And the second browser we got an update for today is Firefox. And now Firefox made one sort of important privacy change to its browser in that extensions will by default no longer run in private windows. So private windows are supposed to not allow sites to track you. Extensions have had the habit to defeat this incognito mode, how it's sometimes called by leaking information. This is why Firefox now turned off extensions in private windows you can allow them if you would like to but by default they're not allowed of course Firefox also tries to differentiate itself a little bit from Chrome by being sort of more privacy focused Mozilla Foundation, which is the organization behind Firefox, also announced that it will in general try to block some think browser fingerprinting techniques and what they're considering tracking mechanisms that aren't easily obvious and that can't be blocked by the user. Now talking about privacy, both Facebook and uh, Google were found to distribute special VPN apps in particular to teenagers in order to learn more about this group's browsing habits. Facebook apparently paid $20 per month for individuals who installed this particular application. Now, the way these applications work was that they used a Facebook or Google enterprise certificate. These are special 
special certificates that Apple issues for large companies in order to allow these companies to load their private applications into employee devices. But both companies abused these certificates in order to then load these VPN applications into users' phones, which redirected all browsing traffic through either Google or Facebook. Now, Apple has by now invalidated all applications signed with the Facebook Enterprise Certificate for Google at this point. They haven't reacted yet. That just came out earlier today and Google itself apologized and has removed this application. Insecure software upgrade mechanisms are often exploited via a process that's sometimes referred to as Evil Crate. Evil Crate refers to a man in the middle injecting their own software whenever the device tries to download an update for an existing installed application. Security company Adida did now take a look at the Samsung App Store and figured out that a number of applications that are being delivered by this App Store are employing insecure upgrade mechanisms. So what they essentially did is they created a library of applications that do not use HTTPS, that do not properly validate signatures. And then whenever the device is trying to download an update for one of these affected applications, they can inject a malicious upgrade if, if they have a man in the middle position between the user and the Samsung App Store. Samsung patched this issue last year, but Adidas just came up with a write-up of this vulnerability. Well, and that's it for today. So thanks for listening and talk to you again tomorrow. Bye.